0: Atlassian.
1: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast.
2: everyone this is pivot from new york magazine and the vox media podcast network i'm kara swisher
0: and this is pierce morgan
2: no it's not i need a job i need a job he never shuts his pie hole
0: well, yeah, that's that's the problem. He actually speaks his mind. No, he doesn't yeah, speak
2: his mind. Give me a break. He was like ghosted by her on a date, which he talked about extensively, and then got obsessed. Oh my obsessed God, with... he
0: was ghosted by who?
2: Meghan Markle. Oh really? Yes. I did not try know that. Yeah, try to keep up with this shit. I did not know that. Let me tell that. you, he talked about it. Like he was like, I "Oh get all she my never news from me Fox
0: back. and CNN." Listen that's to me.
2: It. He doesn't get to speak his mind. He's like a weird. He does this constantly attacking women. Yeah. He does. He's like this is really. Like, yes. You really
0: think he? he it's, uh, it's it's. Targeted I think it's a weird
2: obsession with her. She, he like goes all out on her, and I do. It's really he was ghosted odd. by her. That's what that he is said. A he said in dish. an interview. He's used. I think he used the word ghosted. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and that's what that guy was referring to. He doesn't speak his mind. He's he's a pig in the way he talks about people. It's just gross. Actually, it's an insult to pigs. It's an insult. to
0: hmm. Tell, tell us how you really feel. Okay. I just find
2: it, like, ridiculous that, like, that you, like, immediately run to saying he speaks his mind. Could, like, anybody, any drunkle can say anything, uh, like, at a dinner party and it's A-OK with you. I just don't think it's the case. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I, I would draw the comment. Uh, <laughs> Pierce... <laughs> Pierce, you know this is this is outrageous, and uh, <laughs> outrageous. I'm, He's just, I'm looking. He you know what? And what? If they has. don't bring Alan Alda in as no. the new daytime no. host, I'm going I'd on like, strike. Listen,
2: who am I on the show with right now? I you get very smart. Yeah. Coaches. Someone who's
0: only ridiculously fucking liberal instead <laughs> no, of no, wants their statue no, cemented no, in the history of no, wokeness.
2: No, he is like, he has a yeah. history of doing this. has a history. This is like, okay. Okay. every Fair enough. white man continues to be a trend it's always at the top. I'm all of those things.
0: Top. I am all of those always things. Always at the
2: top. They're always aggrieved. they have always victims. They never get to say what they want. Well, he has like whatever million people on his Twitter feed. He's got a TV show. He's got a column. He, and then he claims victimhood. It's exhausting. It's exhausting.
0: I, I agree. This is exhausting.
2: Yes, What's anyway. our
0: next story? <laughs> our next <Sarah>? story.
2: BuzzFeed <laughs> announced massive layoffs of the Huffington Post. BuzzFeed acquired the Huffington Post from Verizon Media last month. And of course, it, it announced layoffs. A lot of the stuff they did was people are very good reporters, you know, who are very, more, more focused on reporting. A lot of the people that stayed are more who, not the people that stayed, but they're focusing more on obviously Numbers and things like that. So, what do you think about that? That's just. I don't
0: know about you, but I have just had it with angry, white, aggrieved media companies. (laughs) I have just had it. By the way, these I are pretty white going I have like you
2: yelling at me about being a liberal. It's like it's like it's like the yeah. That's clearly
0: where it's headed. It's a, One S- of us S- is yelling <laughs> at the other. That's clearly <laughs> where this is headed. This
2: is like <laughs> SNL. You, you remember Jane, you ignorant slut. This yeah, is where I remember we're about that. I'm glad this you said that. <laughs> yeah. it's okay. It was a great. That was a great.
0: That was a great skit. show.
2: Um, so anyway, what do you think of these 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 consolidations of media companies? It's just going to continue?
0: Well, look, <laughs> kids. When I say kids, I mean students. Will come into my office hours. I never want to talk about the topic. I want to talk about careers right and they talk about digital media and digital marketing yeah. as if it's, it's this robust ecosystem yeah. and digital marketing is an outstanding career as long as you go to work for facebook or google and if you look at media companies we we tend to think that the proxy or the forward-looking indicator of success is old media versus new media and that is we go oh its legacy is a newspaper which means it's going out of business but it's online which means it's going to accelerate and the reality is that huffington post and buzzfeed are much less durable than the new york times company or even gannett right and that is they have not figured out um, a, a customer acquisition model they haven't figured out retention they are constantly getting gamed uh, by google and facebook who mm-hmm. starch all the margin out of the traffic that they try and uh, get there and, and basically the internet is all flowing through yep. a couple of touch points mm-hmm. and if you aren't one of those touch points you just slowly but surely Leak value. We're seeing a huge consolidation. There will be probably one or two winners that are able to consolidate, lay off people, and get to profitability. I think actually our company, Vox, mm-hmm. it looks like it might be the last woman standing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. But BuzzFeed and Huffington Post, quite frankly, lists I've never understood the attraction of HuffPo. I never understood its positioning. I never understood its differentiation. I never understood its kind of well,
2: it was sort of first out there. With a lot of the stuff, I mean, I you know what I mean. But it, what
0: is in your mind? What is Huffington Post's I don't know. editorial view? I don't know. Like Buzzfeed has lists. I'll yeah. give it that. They have Probably lists. Probably have more
2: than that, but they have some very excellent. But
0: what there. what does the Huffington Post stand for in your mind? In I don't terms know. Of editorial that is, I think I,
2: I'm not quite. I think they bought it for traffic. I guess. I guess yeah. for, for traffic is what I assume they bought it for at the time, at that moment, because of that. And then, but they did manage to acquire some. You know, I think Ariana went all over the world opening Huffington Post Canada, which they closed mm-hmm. down completely. Um, uh, and some other things. And I didn't, I understood it in a bigger sense, but not in mm-hmm. a an actual sense. It didn't make any sense to me to be opening outposts all over the world just because. Um, She's a
0: visionary. But yeah. the, the, the thing is, a company that's able to raise cheap capital, which the Huffington Post is able to do, Yeah. Uh, you, what you want is promise and then performance. Yeah. And the reality is a visionary like um, Ariana yeah. and the notion of having journalism on the web and having, you know, celebrity kind of journalists every once in a while, yeah. although those two are oxymorons. The bottom line is the, the performance hasn't matched the promise is, with that BuzzFeed is a or Huffington Post. That's way Buzz. to
2: put it. That is an excellent—it's going to be hard. I think I think probably there's you know, news around a SPAC around BuzzFeed, of course, um, as is there is around Fox and others. But there's definitely a lot more noise around BuzzFeed right now. So you wonder if they're trying to clean it up for a SPAC situation.
0: Yeah, I'd say the momentum— uh, and you know we're we're pretty critical. We're not afraid to throw pun- you know bite the hand that feeds us. But yeah. I would argue that the momentum at Vox is different than the momentum of BuzzFeed It is right different. I think different our momentum companies. is actually, I think we actually have momentum right now. Yeah. And I would argue that the, and it may be just the media coverage of BuzzFeed, but I would say the momentum, at least the perception is the mo- momentum is not good. Well, And you want to go into any public offering. The one thing SPACs aren't doing yet, and they probably should, yeah. is going after distressed properties. You would um. much rather be a shitty growth company. And when I say shitty, I mean buying growth mm-hmm. in non-economic terms, mm-hmm. than a company that has real assets, but is declining in revenue. Oh, um,
2: interesting. So I anyways,
0: I don't, but SPACs will get there eventually. SPACs yeah. will start going after distressed properties. a
2: yeah, 100%. It's just it's just an interesting time for media once again. But I think you're not going to see the end to consolidation in, in, as these things sort themselves out. Uh, maybe they can make their money via NFTs or some other way. Um, I'm joining
0: Pierce Morgan's SPAC. <laughs> It's I want you Aggrieved to watch him the for aggrieved 10 white male spat.
2: He's uh, you're not like him. Let me just say. Let me just. Well, thanks make
0: that. for that. <laughs> thanks for that. But
2: in any case, just watch him for ten minutes. I like minutes.
0: Chelsea Handler. He, he and her got into it. I always thought she was great. She's great. And I never She's understood great. why he picked her. Just watch him
2: for ten minutes, and you'll get the whole point. Anyway, uh, I will stop with the with the aggrieved white men uh, thing. Although there was an interesting story. Oh yeah, Bob, I'm
0: sure we're never going <laughs> to hear that talk track again. <laughs> well, it's, ex- it's just. Well, like glad, every glad day, that's over.
2: Every day. It's glad that's over. God. And they go on and on about Doctor Friggin' Sue's. These people, what is their problem? Like the people, yeah,
0: can we put- talk about that for a moment? Yes, that's yes. just a capitalist move. Yes, the publisher exactly. has just decided we will sell more of these books if we get rid of certain shit that affern- offends people. Mm-hmm. It's just a capitalist move, it and then is. and then Fox has decided yeah. we're going to offend those same people because there's money in it. Yeah, both are capitalist moves. They're yeah, using it's it as I a thing.
2: You saw yeah, the whatever his name is, Kevin, whatever the heck. The minority leader that keeps liking and disliking Trump, uh, who, who's such a like a stupid windmill. Um, anyway, a he was stupid reading. Stupid windmill. <laughs> just he went back.
0: That's and forth. very good. You should be in journalism. <laughs> a stupid windmill. I don't think listen, I've ever heard those two listen, words together.
2: Listen to me. I'm just saying. Well,
0: it's you're a exhausting. charming nuclear reactor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. You know, that's I mean, good. i I'm going that, to have to That That's why you and put and up and you with my aggrievedness, my Let whiteness, you, and my maleness. One thing that's nice about your, your aggrieved white maleness is you're often right on certain things. Let's go to the big story.
0: Just because I'm angry doesn't mean I'm wrong. That's
2: true. Here's the big story. Roblox went public this week. Let's talk about the company and what's next for the video gaming market. Uh, The Silicon Valley video game company, uh, it's an indie video game company, opened its first day of trading at $64.50, a share that was uh, up more than 43% from the reference price of $45. That valued Roblox at $41.9 billion, up from $4 billion just over a year ago And you were talking about it, Scott. In the last year, uh, $56.9 billion was spent on gaming in the U.S. That's up 27% from 2019. Not a surprise, a lot of people at home. Um so what up what talk about it.
0: Talk well, about I don't know it. if you remember but a certain podcast in yes. Q3 of last year yes. said this thing was a gangster when it was valued at 3 billion and said it was going to be a monster IPO. So
2: why did you talk about your walk your, walk us through your thinking on that so people can well, understand Well it's You're not genius. even a
0: video game company it really is a platform and what they have done is they've learned from the sins of the father and they've mm-hmm. recognized that okay What does Facebook uh, do really poorly? One, they lie to us and try and feign concern about the well-being of our children. Mm -hmm. And this company actually has made substantial investments in content moderation. They have indeed. It, It is truly a platform where it tries to more than just stroke their fingers through the hands of their creators and then put a bullet in their head and starch mm-hmm. all the margin from their creators. A third of their revenue was going <laughs> that's, to that's actual interesting creators. Business plan
2: yeah, okay, go ahead
0: I mean they are, are uh, a quarter. they I believe they they paid out to their creators a quarter of a billion people and they're not actually in the business of development. they're in right. the business of creating a platform and that then just dis- it's more dispersion. It's like okay, the people at Activision or Blizzard shouldn't get to decide what what 11 year olds want what video games dispersion. they want to play with. If you're an individual, who comes up with an idea for a a fun, cute little game involving pigs and farms and 11 year olds love it. We just get it out there, we disperse, we leapfrog the traditional video game industrial complex and we give you a portion of those rents. Mm -hmm. No one video game I think has more than 10% market share. And the the numbers are just staggering here, over 50%. There are more people under the age of 18 on Roblox than there are not this is arguably it's interesting doing
2: this thing which you're just saying going you know, t- taking the sins of the people before them and making it a safe gaming platform for kids um you know it's it is important it, you know it's absolutely important i i, I the longest time struggle with my kids and the video games and it because these large you know whatever the large platform was yeah, that agreed. put them out it's it just it just creates something that it, it's interesting any of these companies taking the mistakes made like A Shopify to an Amazon, or that is exactly the right
0: analogy. Thank you. Exactly the right analogy.
2: So, 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 right? They're up twelve percent again today. So, what, what, how does this whole space, not just Roblox, but what, what else should be? You know, hey, we're watching this happen. Let's make this.
0: Well, there's what I call the immunity strategy or the Zag strategy, and Mm -hmm. that is. When a huge player, a huge player is creating hundreds of billions of dollars in market capitalization and it's zagging, for example, it is using uh, massive investment to create so much traffic no one can compete with it. And then slowly but surely partnering with its retailers on its platform the way a virus partners with a host, and that is keep it alive just long enough so you can soak it dry, Mm -hmm. i.e. Amazon. And then Shopify comes in and says, you know what? we're not going to be quote unquote obsessively obsessively focused on the consumer and as a result basically treat our our customers our retailers yes, like shit our partners we steal their data when their business becomes too profitable we vertically integrate into it we yeah. decide what goes in the box you don't know who the consumer is mm-hmm. and shopify said we are absolutely going to focus we're gonna zag. Yeah. We're gonna let the retailer oh, control the customer. We're oh, gonna I give you that. the data. We're gonna give you the branding. We're gonna get, let you decide what goes in the box. What is public doing? Disclosure, I'm an inv- investor. All right, Robinhood, the number one player, has created $30 billion supposedly in market capitalization if Goldman Sachs is willing to be a total fucking hypocrite and take this company public. What do they do? Public says, we're not gonna sell order flow. We're not going to be bro We're going to have 40% women. There is an enormous strategy of, of shareholder value creation around what I call the zag. And that mm-hmm. is when any one company creates the type of slipstream or air cover that creates hundreds of billions of dollars, Look, look at the externalities, look at the viruses it's creating and saying, what immunities could we bring to market that are totally different than what's happened here? There's going to be... TikTok like is, is that, zagging. That should be TikTok,
2: your next book, zag.
0: TikTok is zagging against yep. social, mm-hmm. uh, against video platforms. It's trying to be cleaner. It's yeah. trying to be more optimistic. It's not allowing people to start insulting each other in the comments section. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, anyway, but your your analogy is exactly the right one. Roblox so, is saying. Talk
2: about where this goes because, you know, this idea, it just, again, it's up 12% again today. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it, it. Likes creators is what you're saying. Is that oh, that's the second part? Is that the respect for creators get tired in a system that's more um, uh, predatory? I guess is the right
0: right well, way. Well, it just it's a it's an abusive relationship. YouTube yeah. is very good at publicizing the 15 people that make a million dollars on YouTube, but there are 15 million people creators on YouTube making less than a dollar because YouTube figures out a way to starch almost all of the margin out of the relationship and they have been just incredibly fucking greedy mm-hmm. and have and Roblox is saying okay the key here is our partners our creators So even, I think even TikTok's trying to be more generous with their creators and say, all right, how do we get the secret sauce here Mm -hmm. is leveraging other people's creative talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so where I think it heads is I think there is what I call a zag in every major market. Your your guy from Neva, Mm -hmm. he's creating a zag to Google.
2: Yeah, he's trying. He's saying,
0: okay, what's the problem with Google? Google started out as the best place to get to the right information. And slowly but surely, Google has become a place that takes you to another place they can further monetize. Why? Because the advertising model, is the tobacco to nicotine. It's the shit that gives you cancer. And so, your buddy at Neva said, I'm gonna make it subscription-based and I won't have the temptation. Then my focus will be to take you to the best place based on your query. That is a Zag strategy. I think that, by the way, I think that company is gonna be a monster. They just closed their seed round, I think. Um, and he strikes me as incredibly yeah, impressive. Yeah, he did just
2: cover He did, he did. He's a really interesting guy. He's a, And he knows, He. I think, we, he, he. I had him tell a class of mine and he was talking to the students why he did. He said, I felt like I was part of something very menacing, <laughs> essentially, which was interesting. All right, so what's next for the video game industry? What happens to these, the big ones that, uh, you know, sort of, it was sort of like the record industry and then they pick winners, you know, and then shower them with attention and also, take a lot of their value, essentially. What happens in the... That's how the video game industry... You have these big video gaming companies that then publish Mm -hmm. these things. Same thing with the book industry, everything. Um, This dispersion, bring it home to dispersion.
0: Well, effectively, dispersion is kind of a a pedantic a grieved white male way of saying, <laughs> when you leapfrog the traditional players. <laughs> so Warner Brothers and Wonder Woman 1984 have have, have leapfrogged traditional movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And they've said, look, it's better for us, we'll create more shareholder value if we pulse if we pulse HBO Max mm-hmm. by creating value and not taxing people by saying, all right, you either got to see a movie or wait 12 weeks. Yeah. So it, these guys have said, all right, we're going to leapfrog the traditional gatekeepers. What would be interesting is if Sony or Microsoft create their own platforms and piss off the big game developers and say, we're going to let individual creators have access to this platform. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think it's really exciting. Roblox at this valuation, I'm not a buyer. I think it's an amazing company. Mm-hmm. But you know who else is zagging that just filed for their oh, IPO? Oh. is Coursera.
2: Coursera.
0: Coursera said, okay, there's this traditional uh, enforcer the caste system called elite universities, and we're going to zag and try and bring the cost down. And they went to MOOCs, and then they went to short form courses. They, uh, according to their S1, I think, or they just filed to go public, they did a quarter of a billion dollars in revenue. Yeah. So anyways, my point is, and I think this is the lesson to young people, when you see, uh, for example, Tesla, Mm -hmm. Tesla now has even with its Tesla has sold off 35% in the last like four weeks is extraordinary. But even with that sell off,
2: it's had a sell off because uh, there's lots of reasons, but go ahead. Yeah.
0: But it's still, it's unfair to say it's a sell-off because it's worth a half a trillion dollars. It's worth the entire automobile Mm -hmm. industry, even after its sell-off. That is going to attract competitors. And I think an interesting analysis, if you're in the automobile industry or you're just a young person trying to think through strategy, is to say... What are the externalities, or what are the negatives of Tesla, and what what automobile company could zag? Because everyone's zigging, everyone's That's a saying,
2: "Because of the difficulty of the technology." One hundred
0: percent. But it's an interesting exercise to go through, and I'm just using this as an mm-hmm. example because by 2030, Volvo said they're going all electric. By 2035, GM said. So everyone's zigging. Mm-hmm. Is there an opportunity around something else? But anyways, mm-hmm. my point is, uh, as a species, How about we a giant
2: gas guzzling car. What do you
0: think? Well, those were, that was <laughs> what saved Detroit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I
0: mean, uh, do you remember yeah. the first time you yeah. saw Hummer truck, and you thought, trucks, oh yeah. my God, well, the, the species is gonna go extinct.
2: Yeah, but the Ford 150s, you're right.
0: That yeah. was the so, car. so I think, anyways, it's, it's, it's. I love the Zag. I love the Zag. The most innovative company, companies of the last 10 years, I think have been uh, companies people like don't talk Zag. about. I I'm gonna Shopify. call you Zag from now on.
2: You're a Zag. 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 You're Zag. You're a Zag. Okay, that would be your you superhero name. You just zag all over the place. You'd be like, Scott, I, calm I, down. Slow down.
0: I, I like that you're looking at me in the context of a superhero versus the <laughs> aggrieved white guy.
2: <laughs> well, many superheroes are, if you think about, you no, know, the Iron nemesis. Man, is, Iron Man's pretty aggrieved. He's always mad. That guy's not
0: aggrieved. That guy's aggrieved. a gangster. He
2: is, but he's often like, tell me, he's mad. There's a lot of mad superheroes.
0: To mm, I would say Hulk is an aggrieved white guy. Oh, yes. He's a he's basically <laughs> a scientist that didn't, didn't get tenure. The majority <laughs> of my colleagues at Stern are the Hulk minus the muscles and oh, good intentions. Oh, man.
2: Nothing like a mad professor. Mad oh,
0: yeah. Guys. It gets scary. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to throw my PBS tote bag at you if you continue <laughs> this. <laughs> that oh, was good I just oh, thought I like that oh, I you
2: don't like that. tenure so they must love you right they must love <laughs> you
0: yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know no you I'm very enjoy. popular around those parts right yeah, now
2: someone mentioned that to me I was in an NYU class
0: <laughs> about about how much they don't like me.
2: No, they're, <laughs> someone they, they, mentioned they were that. using euphemisms. Like, well, yeah. Scott's an interesting character. Uh, Scott's, yeah, yeah. you know, he causes a lot of discussion around here. They were they were trying to yeah, write discussion. around what they were. I was like, what are you trying to say? He's a pain in the ass. Is that what you think? No, he's a breath of fresh. air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right, he's a breath of he's a breath of carbon monoxide when the garage door has been closed. Uh, is funny. No, they, they, I got. I got to give. I got to give it to them. They are so much generous and patient with me than I would be with me.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. My unfortunately dean, the deans have been like wonderful generous yeah. people. Anyway, anyway, what are we talking about? Where are we? Bring <laughs> us back Scott, in. I was talking
2: about to Scott again. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, this that was a very good call on Roblox. I'm going to give you credit there. There you go. That's right. Is that what That's you need right. to the Road week? to the
0: blocks. Road to Road the blocks. To the good blocks. Job. Wait, I before we go? You know what the most exciting news. What? I got a video, a text message video of yeah. a kid dunking. Uh Uh-huh. And it was oh, that, my son. Yeah. Your son is dunking.
2: I know. Like, that is very he's like, exciting. right? I have like 20. He's like, I he I'm he made me go. I actually had fun. I didn't think I would have fun because I'm so little. And I'm, I, that's time I had a basketball. Great. was great. Basketball's great. You know what? He had a great time. He goes to the local neighborhood court here in Shaw and plays with all the kids there. And they they were all mm-hmm. wearing masks. It was nice. The mean
0: streets of Calorama. <laughs> streets of Calorama. No, but is nice. that
2: what you're trying he to get was like your street getting cred? out and meeting people in the neighborhood. It was nice. It was, can yeah. you just not take a nice. I'm sorry. Thing. Go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> there was no the mean green white streets male coming out. Sorry. I never
2: think there mean streets here. There's lovely people who live in this neighborhood. So um, so anyway, he had a great time and it was nice. And he does. He throws
0: it. down. I saw that video. I he watched does. it several times. He does. I have lots That's of it. That's exciting. Them.
2: It's really, he like can reach the top and throw the ball in. He's very That's tall. called
0: a dunk, Kara. Yeah, That's I what it means that. to dunk. I know. Reach dunk up and a throw dunk, it down. Dunk.
2: I know. I know. You know what nice. I did? I tried to pull his pants down. That's what I tried. Nice. To do. <laughs> I was trying to nice. beat him. You pants him. him? Actually, you, know, you, you never listen to my other things because you, uh, uh, you ignore me completely. Um, But I interviewed Spike Lee today and we had a long discussion about basketball
0: you're kidding yeah yeah. how was he
2: great funny it's a really fun it's a fun easy nyu nyu that's right he talks about nyu he did not talk about scott galloway though just so you Mm. know um okay we're gonna go on a quick break when we come back we'll talk more about the legal battles in big tech and a listener mail question
4: fox creative
3: this is advertiser content from atlassian That's
1: dot com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO, Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.
2: Scott, we're back. Facebook is asking a federal judge to dismiss antitrust lawsuits by the Federal Trade Commission and the state's attorney attorney. Uh, attorneys general. Uh, The company is arguing that the government has no valid basis for alleging the social media giant is suppressing competition. This is the first legal move in the company. It's going to be a long time, I think, uh, since antitrust charges were handed down in December. Meanwhile, this week, a bill that would allow news outlets to bargain with tech platforms over the distribution of their content was introduced to a a bipartisan group of lawmakers. So what's happening in Australia is coming here. It's called the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. That sounds sad, I have to say, and it's being touted as a way to say local news. Uh, And so it looks a lot like what happened in Australia. So things are a-moving. What do you think? What do you think? What's going on here? Obviously, Facebook's got a slap back.
0: It's going to be interesting. I see this as uh, it's coming down to a battle between a lot of the judges that were appointed by the Trump administration Mm -hmm. that never, you know, or I think are probably more sort of Bork antitrust. They're more about let the markets go where they go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although we'll see, this has been a bit of a bipartisan issue versus Two total gangsters, professors Tim Wu and Lena Khan, yeah. and they've both been appointed to posts within the administration. Yeah. And you do not Lena's want to fuck at the with F, these let's guys. say Lena
2: Khan is going to the FTC, um, mm. or, or allegedly. I mean, she's got to get through the be approved and stuff. And then Tim Wu is joining the National Economic Council. That's right, right, the NEC. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've had both of them. I think we've had both yeah, of them on the podcast, and they're yeah. both just incredible. She's an inspiration. You know, she's like seventeen and is a legal scholar. And and Tim has the ability to just bring stuff down to kind of very basic. Like you, you listen to him say something. You go, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's super exciting uh, that both of them are in the administration. I think they're, you know, they, they're exactly the kind of people that you want wrestling with these issues, such that you can trust that they will come up with really thoughtful. Decisions that are somewhere between, you know, the recognize the, the grays and the importance and the need for capitalism, free markets, but at the same time recognize the concentration of power that's oh, occurred here. I think the, the, the signal
2: uh, – Tim is joining the, uh, the technology and competition policy at the National Economic Council and Lena at the FTC – they're they're considered anti-tech. Like 100%. if you had to put them in a in a.
0: Well, I bucket. wouldn't even say, I don't know. They're not anti-tech. They're anti-monopoly. Right. And I think that what we fail to realize is that uh, breaking up monopolies will be really good for tech. Mm-hmm. It just might not be good for Facebook or Google CEOs. I think it's going to be good for their shareholders. I think yeah. it's going to be great for their employees to have more, more uh, organizations bidding or or trying to rent their their talent. I think, I think it's going to be great for the markets, great mm-hmm. for job growth, great for taxation. So I would argue that... Professors Wu and Khan, Khan are very pro-tech. I just think they're anti-monopoly, which, by the way, is a very Republican capitalist positioning. Although I'm, I'm Re- Republicans are now saying
2: we don't, just don't, shouldn't mess with success is often their argument.
0: They, they seem to be less yeah. sympathetic. This feels well, like a bipartisan issue to me. Yeah,
2: it does. It does. I think it would be really interesting to see what kind of influence they'll have and then the the road to confirmation, because um, when when— when there was a report of Khan's nomination, whether it was true or not, he, Mike Lee, who's I think he's really one many cards short of a deck, um, <laughs> he said, uh, the Khan's nomination, if true, uh, was deeply concerning. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and he criticized her youth and experience. It's just ridiculous. She's she's really, uh, you know, Lena saying Khan? Like she's a kid, essentially. Ms. Khan, oh, no doubt, has a promising career ahead what, of her. What, he's career. saying that
0: like it's a bad thing? But for God's sake, we're talking about technology.
2: I know. I was like, are you kidding? You know, who's what do we president? want? We like, don't want to like, Strom Thurmond figuring years. out how to regulate. Let's get Strom
0: Thurmond dug up from the grave and <laughs> ask know. about search.
2: I know, right, right. So, anyway, so and then he said her views on antitrust enforcement are also wildly out of step with a prudent approach to law. I mean, honestly, oh, she's, um,
0: she's fucking John Travolta in step. Yeah. She is literally. On the disco floor with that that young woman's step, she's got mm. step, Kara. She's got
2: step. I think he's just he's really lost the narrative, as they say. Um, and uh, and then uh, David Cicilline, who she worked for uh, during worked with Con during the tech investigation, said it would be a major victory for locally owned businesses, workers, and everyone who's been negatively affected by the dominance of uh, big tech. She worked for him on the anti. Best congressional hearing
0: I have ever witnessed.
2: Absolutely, she and was in the Tim, background,
0: and 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 uh, Representative Cicilline put. On a master class. Masterclass.
2: Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Uh, I guess he's young. Are you kidding? They wouldn't say that about Mark Zuckerberg when he was twenty-four. What a brilliant person he no, is. No, he's an innovator, Kara. He's, he's, he's an innovator.
0: <laughs> it's just ridiculous. No, it's, it, you're an you innovator. Another if you're, job, Mike. If you're young and worth a billion dollars, you're an innovator yeah, and you're yeah. an a great American. But if you're young and a woman, you're inexperienced.
2: Yeah, yep, exactly. And a woman of color. So um, it, Tim's book, his 2019 book was The Curse of Bigness, Antitrust in the New Gilded Age. Obviously, there's a lot of it's books coming out. That's a great
0: book. Yeah. That is a great book. I read like two books a year and that's one of them. He's, yep. out, that was an outstanding book.
2: Yep, and no, I also and Biden's being very careful not to um, put any tech too many tech people in big positions, like big prominent positions. You know, they don't want to do. Uh, uh, you know, there was a rumor that Eric Schmidt was going to be in the administration role, and I think progressive groups were like, mm-mm, 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 like
0: that kind of thing. So I think that's a tough one.
2: Yep, yep. So this one. is going to be interesting. So Facebook's obviously going to going to going to fight back hard here. They're going to hire every lawyer that they can get their hands on and uh, and try to push back on this. But I do feel like this is
0: the worm is turned. Worm is turned. Warm Warm turned. Turned.
2: We'll see. They could have some wins. They could have some wins. They're very clever people. There's some really uh, books that are coming out that are not so pretty. There's uh, Shira Frankel and Cecilia Wang, who are from the New York Times, have, has, has a, book, have a book coming out in July that I think is not, uh, it's called The Ugly Truth, I think it's called, on <laughs> Facebook. That's the name of the book. Uh, mm. So I think there'll be a lot of reporting on what happened within there just right when uh, the, 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 this stuff is, is, um, is coming out. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see. I think it's gone. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, we're going to move on to listener mail. All right, Rebecca, please play the question. It's for Scott, I think.
3: You've got, you've got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hi, Scott and Kara. Uh, Scott, this is a former student of yours uh, leaving a message here. My name is John, uh, based in Los Angeles. And uh, I have a question for you about what's going on with the Sony sale of the PlayStation 5 console. Um, It seems like there's a significant violation of the Consumer Protection Act here. The Consumer Protection Act is clear that we have the right to be informed about the quality, quantity, potency, purity standard, and price of goods to protect the consumer against unfair trade practices. Sony and its retail partners have done nothing to stop bots from buying all the stock. How is this not a violation of the Consumer Protection Act? Thanks.
0: Uh, so first up, John. Uh, it's great to hear from you. Uh, I love hearing from uh, my fifty-five hundred uh, uh, alumni. Uh, so thanks for reaching out. Uh, Wait, so you have, this you is have
2: affected fifty-five hundred young minds?
0: <laughs> infected or affected? I
2: said infected. Actually. Infected? <laughs> go yeah. Ahead. That's, go ahead. Keep go. Going. Sorry.
0: Thanks for that. Uh, uh, anyway, so I'm uh, scarcity value is really interesting, and uh, essentially like everything, it's linked to instinct, and that is. Oh. Uh, previous generations or in you know olden days, you were really smart instinctively, or it was an instinct to become obsessed over scarcity. If you sensed a scarcity of food, supposedly we have a third of the spinal ganglia of our brain is in our gut, you became obsessed with finding food. The moment there was a scarcity of it, you became obsessed with finding a mate if there was a scarcity, because survival and propagation are really important. And that is still with us, this notion that the moment we perceive, whether it's artificial or not, and it usually is artificial, scarcity, the value, the perceived value of that product skyrockets. So in this case, so you go buy a Panerai watch, and and you go into any Panerai store, and they're going to tell you, we don't have that model, or there's only seven. And it's not because there's a supply constraint on the parts and movements. It's because luxury has mastered or tapped into the instinctive need of scarcity. And they create artificial scarcity to increase the value. The latest real gangsters around perceived scarcity are these new NTFs that are trying to convince you that if I create just one digital uh, application of this video or piece of art that it might be worth millions of dollars. That is really tapping into what I'll call instinctive overdrive around scarcity value. And in this instance, what Sony's decided is if some people, some actors, whether they're good actors or bad actors, move in with bots and create the illusion of scarcity. It drives up the value, and all of a sudden we become very focused, even obsessed, in getting the PS5. Mm-hmm. The problem is the person that pays for that is just the average household that just wants a PS5 when it comes out. So do you, you know, what is the trade-off? Schools, universities, higher education have massively tapped into this bullshit notion of scarcity. Harvard, mm-hmm. Harvard has the endowment, the supply, the technology to increase their freshman class tenfold but they wanna create scarcity because they're drunk on luxury and believe they're Hermes, not public servants. So scarcity value and understanding it and understanding how to leverage it and trade off short-term revenues to create an obsession, instinctual, an an instinctive obsession with getting more of that product is an incredibly deft business strategy. And that's all that's being applied here. The question is whether or not it does it violate FTC or does it violate antitrust? I don't know. At what point does a bot become a person? If I leave my computer and program something to notify me, does that, is that a bot or is that a person? I, I, I don't know. But I think the interesting thing here is how great brands and companies leverage scarcity value.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yet not powerful for consumers.
0: Well, it, there is some psychic reward to believing that you got something that has scarcity oh, value.
2: I don't even know. We still have to talk about NFTs at some point, which we will. Um, You know what? It's it's
0: it's been seven minutes. It's it's been seven minutes, and I want to trigger you, Pierce Morgan. (laughs) He's my hero. He's my hero. (laughs) He's my hero. I think he makes a lot of sense. A lot <laughs> okay, of sense. Okay,
2: all right. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. That was an excellent answer, Scott. I'm going to be really nice to you today because that's the only thing that seems to work. Um, today, um, yeah, today. today. Well, today that's a great somewhere.
0: goal in a partnership.
2: <laughs> you know what? We're in a long-term partnership now. Is that what you now. say to your wife? You know why I'm, I think I you're tell upset you what, I'm going to be my, nice to you today. Here's the situation. I think we've just struck a long-term partnership and you're like, what, just a minute. I want a, I, You're like, no, oh no, oh no. I'm stuck with this lady for a while.
0: You're the future expert. Mrs. Galloway, just in a correct. professional sense. I mean
2: We will delve into that situation later, but right now we're gonna take one more quick break and we'll be back for predictions.
5: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
6: What a bargain. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT right now to get 10% off your subscription. Again, save 10% off your HBR subscription. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT.
2: Okay, Scott, prediction time since you're just so good on Roblox. And um, one thing I will note, I predict you're going to be on Bill Maher's show.
0: Go on. I go hear you're on. Be on it, with, well, I, with I don't know what Larry you're talking Wilmark about. What love. did you say?
2: You've been invited finally to the no. Bill Maher show. Tell me. Tell me about how you feel about that. What are you going to talk about?
0: Um, I think I'm uh, at the end of the day. I think I'm like Lyle Lovett, and that is, they bring me on a talk show hoping that Julia Roberts will come on. I think that <laughs> they're using me to get to you, but <laughs> no, I don't I've been care. On the show. I'm I been know. On the show. I think they, they want you back me. on. Anyways. Uh, anytime I meet someone who's nice to me, I'm like, does this person want me on their podcast or are they just trying to get Kara? Anyway. <laughs>
2: no, it's, you're anyway, my gator. I, you're the gating mechanism <laughs> for Kara Swisher.
0: I'm, anyway, um, I'm what, tell filter. me what you're going
2: to talk about. What are your What do you think your themes are?
0: I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I think my guess is we're going to talk about Meghan and Harry, and there's a one in three chance I'll be canceled. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about— um, I think we're going to talk Piers about Piers
2: Morgan before you mouthed off about him, but go ahead.
0: Go yeah, ahead. Um, I the honest truth is I don't know what we're going to talk about. I, I imagine we'll talk about my book, Post-Corona, from Crisis yeah. to Opportunity.
3: Yes, good um, idea.
0: But Larry Whitmore, who's, as you said, is lovely and funny, is on the show, as is uh, Anna Gerwich, Is that her name? She's a wonderful author that talks about family dysfunction, which is right redundant. In your
2: wheelhouse. That's right. Yeah, real there house. you go. That's so, great. I'm, That's going to l- be good. Everybody be tune honest. in for Scott. Is this week?
0: It's this tomorrow. Week? I got to be honest. It's a dream of mine. I, I love Bill Maher. I think he's you courageous and, he and will funny. You and truly
2: spark. You're of the same mind in many ways, I have to mm-hmm. say.
0: Aggrieved, a a angry old guys, white <laughs> men. No, but
2: I think you'll both feel like you'll bond. I think you'll bond. I think you'll bond rather well. Are you going to do it long? Are you going to Los Angeles? It's kind of fun to be on there. Yeah,
0: that. I'm flying out there this afternoon. Good. Unfortunately, it's not as much fun. You could they, they are very responsible and it's mm-hmm. inspiring. They, they do testing, rapid tests the same day. No congregating, no, you know, studio audience is distanced. They're taking yeah. it very serious. As a matter of fact, they have two panelists instead of three, so everyone can sit more than six feet apart. Yeah, you'll
2: have fun. It's a great set. It's a really fun set. And also, uh, there's two bad there's usually a party afterwards, and you're not going to get to go to that.
0: That just sucks. That just blows. Maybe you could I'm have a so vaccinated down
2: for the party. party. Maybe you and, like, who else? California in is having real troubles getting everyone. Although some yeah, people man, are getting trouble. back. It's, it seems rather disorganized everywhere, of course, as I've discussed. Yeah. Um, okay, what is your actual prediction?
0: Uh, so I look, I, Roblox, uh, Gangster, uh, r- kind of reengineering or dispersion of video games. I think the IPO to watch, and I need to dig mm-hmm. into the S one. I need to understand the pricing. But I think the term Coursera and Coursera IPO mm. are going to be terms we uh, that are going to be in the business news and on CNBC a lot. Okay. And I think the Coursera IPO, I, I'm not going to predict what the IPO is going to do until I dig in and understand the numbers. But um, th- their consumer pickup here and revenue here, and the company's still losing money. But Coursera, if they if they cement if the IPO cements. And the lead up to the IPO cements their brand as sort of the leader and the pioneer in the dispersion of campus to online learning. You could have a company that could really uh, rock Change it on its account. IPO and yeah. pull the future forward with that additional capital. So anyways, my prediction is that just as no one had heard about Roblox four months ago and now everyone's talking about it, sure. we're about to go through the same upward cycle of awareness and value creation just through perception uh, around Coursera.
2: Did you notice that Sundar Pichai answered our question about Google Courses? He did? Yes, yeah, Sundar himself
0: did, yeah. He's so likable.
2: I know, isn't he? Did he, he tag he,
0: me, or did he just tag you? He did. He
2: tagged you. Don't worry. What, he I miss you. that. I miss that. He said he, it was a response, uh, and he said, "Professor Galloway and Karis Wisher, uh, mm. we are we get we just announced. sooner we just announced is now open for Google Career Certificates in Data Analytics, Project Management, and UX Design." And then mm. he and he, he specifically tagged you and wow. me. Wow. Isn't That's that nice? nice?
0: Yeah. So okay, don't break them up. I like them. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how easy it is, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe Google isn't that bad. That's yeah. under-so-likable.
2: Yeah, yeah, he answered yeah. your question. You were, said, was that. wondering about the same thing oh. when someone asked, Ryan Merrill asked, whatever happened to Google's certification program you and Kara Swisher talked about nearly a year ago? And then Sundar answered. Answer. Wait in. He weighed in, so could be transformative. What, a little bit more. Fifty thousand plus have graduated from our IT support certificate and have prepared for careers in IT. We're now adding Google Career Certificates in data analytics, project management, and UX design. Expanding our consortium of employers hiring uh, of hiring graduates. There you go. Well,
0: that's nice. Fifty thousand people.
2: Yeah, there that's you go. That's serious. There you go. You're, that's nice. you're making an impact, Scott. You're having yeah.
0: a <laughs> oh yeah, this is all impact. about me. Thank you. <laughs> you make, seriously you play me like a fucking <laughs> fiddle. You're like. <laughs> You're like okay. I've been. A, I've. 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 I've smacked him a little too hard. You're like, oh, I hurt you going on Bill Maher. You. You literally. Play, I feel I'm happy
2: for you. You're going. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll be great. And the, more people should have a little Scott. Two done. things.
0: Two things. The yeah. first is I feel very manipulated, and second, I like it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Thank I like you. it. <laughs> Well, it works the whole for me. world will get it to see. The
2: world of HBO Max, at least. Yeah, we'll get to God. see uh, the Scott Galloway we all know. Okay, that's the show. I will excited to watch you on Bill Maher. We'll be back on Tuesday. You can tell me about how it went, um, mm-hmm. how Los Angeles is. I, I, I love Los Angeles. Love I'm, LA. I love L.A. As soon as LA. I get vaccinated, I'm flying I'm gonna, out to L.A. I'm going to get a Cobb salad
0: at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I'm going to go to Carney's. I'm going really? to go to out Burger when we land at the airport. Oh, that's love a good idea. LA. There's a
2: good one on the way to, to Bill Maher's love show. Love L.A. I love Belly. There's a uh, there's a great lunch place. It's so inside though. I don't know what I don't know what their rules are right now actually. See
0: my fraternity brothers at dinner at a place called right? Massas or Mastos Mas- in Malibu?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's Mastros.
0: Mastro's. Yeah, wow, you're so down in LA. Place. I know I love LA. LA. I spent a
2: lot of time there. I miss yeah. it so. I miss it much. I have many friends there. Anyway, go to NY. Have a good time At nymag.com/slash/pivot to submit your questions for the podcast. The link is also in our show notes. Scott, don't forget to wear your mask too, because that's the new season. Hundred percent. So even though you've been vaccinated. Anyway, read us out.
0: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis, Ernie Intrator engineered this episode. Thanks also to Hannah Rosen and Drew Burroughs. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or an Android user. Check us out on Spotify or frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Box Media. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of all things tech and business. Kara's son can jump really high and push that round thing down. It's called a dunk. Donk. Throwing down the Donk. Swisher children, the Swisher boys, throwing down. Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Whether you're exploring space, making pizza, or producing a podcast like this one here, chances are your team is marching into the AI-generated horizon. Atlassian Intelligence is unleashing a new era of teamwork. You can use Atlassian's AI-powered products for everything from brainstorming ideas to finding information to summarizing huge documents, all by using normal, everyday language. Atlassian AI-powered software like Jira and Confluence help teams accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how you can transform teamwork with the power of AI at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
5: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals.